Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. So you can actually go back and look like, oh, I had a really good day this day. What did I eat that mm. day? How did I sleep that day? How did I fuel? What shoes did I wear? Mm-hmm. You know, starting to learn about things like mm. have a rotation of shoes so you're not just wearing the same shoe every time. For me, I love of course. all this stuff. This is oh. half the fun. It's just the gear. John Glazer, who I just realized has been my friend for like maybe over 20 years. I think I met you maybe when like, I don't even know if you and Leslie were married. Maybe Maybe you guys were still going out. Just dating. Yeah. Boyfriend, girlfriend. BFGF. Yeah, Avi. Biff Giff. (laughs) Yeah, you guys were just Biff Giff. And, um, or is it gift? I mean, we weren't super tight back then, but like I knew you. Yeah, like mutual friends. Yeah. Since then, Glaze has just always like been a part of my life, popped in and out. He is somebody who has a very successful career as a comedian, but he's got outside interests. Sure. Now, when I say hobbies, just Mm -hmm. so you know, it's like, a loose term for anything. What? Those shoes are sweet. Oh, thanks, just check, dude. Just checking out the shoes. Yeah, Adidas, Alexander Wang. Pretty sweet. My uh, business partner, Crystal, they were hers, and she traded my new Adidas for these because I loved them so much. Thanks, no big deal. Right. Just a little sneaker pimping over here. Sidebar. Sidebar. Another hobby, maybe, perchance. Sure. So hobbies is, is like a general term I use. That means... Basically something that you do without an agenda. So like without a financial agenda, a career agenda, without anything that is going to take you to the top. It's something that you purely enjoy just for the sake of doing it. Even Mm -hmm. if you're not good at it, that's kind of besides the point. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, last week I was talking to... Moshe and his hobby is surfing and he said he's very very bad at surfing but he loves it so much and I I love that like I almost love it because once you get really good at something it's sort of it just becomes maybe something else like oops you accidentally became a professional surfer like maybe not good but maybe at a pro level is what I mean anyway I painting is my hobby I love it yeah, so it's anything that you like doing because you just, just for enjoyment, it could be anything from like, you know, what I was going to say John's was, was like, he loves Detroit sports teams. I think you love Detroit sports teams, the sure. Tigers. I only know about Detroit sports because of you. Really? 
I am not a sports nut. So Understood. when so when you did some of your stand up with like a tiger's hat on or like remember that? Well, I know was it the thing where I wore the mask yeah. of that manager yeah. that nobody in the audience would <laughs> most likely enjoy or even get. Well, no one I mean it was New York. It was Detroit. It was a hockey team. It was a baseball team. Oh. <laughs> I did this thing where it was the manager. It was circa 2006. Right. And the reason I know that is because this particular manager, who's not their manager now, was became their manager in 2006. And they were not very good. And then he was, he's like an old school manager. His name's Jim Leland. Uh-huh. And he like got the team into shape and like turned them around and like had this. Oh, that's cool. He really like lost his cool. He's like, I'm sure he's got like a gravelly voice kind yeah, of yeah. a guy. That's not his, how, what he sounds like at all. But he's like, he's a smokes in the dugout kind of a guy. Yeah. Marlboro Reds and long time coach. Anyway, he turned the team around and they Great. became really good and went to the World Series that year. And then what they did, I think it was 2006. Yeah, it was 2006 because my son was born that year. Uh-huh. They printed out these two-dimensional masks. You could, uh, or they put these two-dimensional masks on the Detroit Free Press website that you could print out and you know cut out and put string on them and wear them to a game if you wanted. They were just like it's just a, on a piece of paper, nothing fancy, but mm-hmm. they were you know high-quality images. And so I just printed out the Jim Leland one because he was my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was work. I was writing on Human Giant at the time, That's and then awesome. I would I would wear it at the writers' meetings and just pitch ideas as Jim <laughs> Leland. And so I just started really enjoying wearing that mask. And then I just decided to go do it at a show. <laughs> and I would just, you know, go up on stage and like, you know, I, I, hell, I'm not, I'm, I don't know comedy. I'm just, you know, I, I, I tell the infield when to play deep or when to, you know, tell, tell a guy when to lay a bunt down. I don't know comedy, but I wanted to get up here and try it. Just stupid. But like people who know baseball probably caught the reference and like, who cares? But like, I didn't care. Like to me, it. it was just for fun and yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. But but I don't I know like if that's that, a hobby. No, no. But like, I like that you, you have your heart in Detroit cause that's where you're from. So like there's like little historical stuff. I don't know. Like, you know, um, insider Detroit stuff, but yeah, maybe that's not a hobby. Another hobby I was going to say that was John's is private jokes <laughs> because we have like a handful and I don't even talk to you like on a daily basis. So I can't imagine your closest friends. Like you're just probably talking to them. I mean, also, but is that a hobby or is that just shtick? See, <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's a hobby, but like it's something you enjoy doing, it's a passion. but it's part of your warmth. <laughs> like the thing with John I find is that I have like, I could have like a very, very genuine, very down to earth talk with you and tell you anything and completely trust you. And also have the opposite where we're in character for like 10 texts deep <laughs> i don't know i often forget the name of my characters john likes to point out well, Are we, am i ronnie or am i there was a thing sandy? i can't remember how it came up the jets the jets there was ronnie and sandy yeah we were just your basic jets fans but it was to me yeah you kept getting it mixed up mm-hmm. and for me it was always easy like ronnie which is the boy sounding name is the girl Oh, R O N N I E. Right. Ronnie Spector. Oh, so I'm Ronnie. And Sandy is the guy. 
which they I also both... liked about that. But I can't really get just Ronnie and Sandy Jets fans. I don't remember how it started, but there was like a period of time. Ronnie, where's my jersey? Like, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's what I always... listen, Sandy. I put it in the darks. You told me not to put it in the lights, but it was white. But you said put it in the darks anyway. Like just I used wash to be my better. sports. Let me just wash my sports Look, stuff I've, all together, please. I can't. I can't. I mean, we're going to we're, we have. T- t- we have tickets for tomorrow night. And like, let I, me wash my sports stuff then. Don't touch my sports like, stuff, please. There was a period of time where I was really into the Jets, oh. so my terminology was more on point. And being living in New York, my accent was better because I was into the Jets for like 20 minutes. I knew that you liked sports, and so I just told you about it, and I was like, oh my God, the Jets fans are unbelievable. Like... I went to a game. It was my first and only football game. And I was like, John, I wish that you were here because you would, you'd be the only person to totally get the fans with me. And I just kept thinking about you and how hard we would laugh. And so that's maybe what started it. But, and then there was, there became a thing like there's you and there's maybe one other person who lives here now. Who's mm-hmm. a big Jets fan that I always would send dumb like Jets oh, yeah. photos, like Jets bumper stickers, Jets like it. seat covers or stupid shirts or whatever. Because Mike Sweeney was the head writer at Conan when I was working there, mm-hmm. was a big Jets fan, yeah. and he had this shirt that I would always make fun of. It was just like a long sleeve like Jets green T shirt, <laughs> and it said Jets on the left breast, but it had like two patches, so oh. it was just this weird like. Why does it say it twice? It was such an odd choice of like Jets, Jets. It was really weird. And so I just always gave him shit for that shirt. That's so weird. It was probably like a, a fuck up. At- it was great though yeah, because it was so good. shitty. Yeah. But I would constantly send him just like dumb Jets photos. This is me taking a cell phone picture. I'm making a weird gesture. And also you. No, I got the gesture. <laughs> and also like I'd say out of the blue once every six months, eight months, I'll just get a text from John. That's like a paper, a crushed paper cup on the street that has a Jets logo (laughs) on it. And I'm like, long time, no Jets. I love him. It's so, it means a lot to me, but, (laughs) but I know that's not a hobby. It's just you being a fun loving person who likes to hold on to the memories. Well, it's just like dumb bits. Yeah, yeah. But there's like, like I have, Rachel Dratch and I have this long running text thread similarly where it's just, if we see something like, it's got to be something really gross, like some really gross sounding, uh, I'm just going to pull one up so I can read it to you like a good example. Like just stupid products that we will then read out loud to each other or to ourselves like in some kind of very, you know, like whispered, <laughs> Like here's one where it's a juice called Forest Fruits, <laughs> and just like the grossest name. So you just make up like a little commercial. It's just you know we will, or you just say Forest Fruit. Forest Fruits. <laughs> so we just kind of will picture ourselves or imagine ourselves saying that, like, and it's got to be just like here's one she sent off the eaten path. <laughs> oh, that's so. Gross. I saw this one. Plants and friends. Just these like super <laughs> flowery once upon a farm. Yeah, they're so cult sounding. <laughs> Here's one called Comedy. Plantation Jingle Bits. <laughs> Wait, what is that one? Jingle Bits. <laughs> Here's one called Fresh Expressions. Jingle Bits. Jingle Bits. <laughs> that one's good. Scent. Oh, God. I don't know. What's what is that? This, one? this one's called Sensicles. 
is it a candle? That's so funny. So we just have like this. Their scents that smell like popsicles. Oh, I actually was thinking of, because I was trying to think of hobbies that I had. And I had one that I was doing a while ago when my son was maybe five or six. These were things, again, like I didn't post these on Instagram um, because I I don't like posting photos of my kids. Yeah, yeah. And this was just for me. And, you know, my son, when he gets older, we would go take, we take the subway, live in New York to his swimming lessons. And, you know, there's all the subway posters and I would see there's all like the TV and movie ads down there. And I did one where I saw, I think it was one of the seasons of Portlandia and there's all these people and I'll show it to you later and you'll see. It's just the the, the frame of the ad is filled with people and then you kind of find Fred and Carrie in there. Mm-hmm. It's like from above. And I told Nate, I'm like, hey, go just stand in like the corner and I'll f- take a picture and make it look like you're in the poster. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, these are my friends and I'll show it to him and it's really be really funny. And he did it and it was really cool. And we just started doing that. And I've got <laughs> a bunch of those over a couple of years. Wow. And they were so fun to do. And he was really into it. And they're really cool. That's so cool. Wait, so... You didn't post them on Instagram. I never posted them because I didn't. I didn't want to like. Right. I don't like showing my kids, and I sent them. I think my Leslie might have posted some because she wanted to see them. They're really make an album of all. Well, that's what I was thinking. I really want to do something like that where I make a book. Same thing with Rachel, where I want to take all those and make like a book just for her. That's so nice and thoughtful. That's cool to do for your son because that you said five or six years. There's, there's a, and then, you know, he got to the point where he was getting a little older and then he's like, he just didn't want to do them anymore. Right. I'm like, Hey, let's do one. No, he was becoming a little and too were you cool like, for it. Were you like, okay. Or were you like, Oh, Oh, I was bummed. Right. I really, they were fun to do cause it was a fun thing to do together. It was creative. Yeah. That's, uh, I like involving, I like a hobby with your kid. That's that was I definitely a fun into. one. This is the first one. Wow. So yeah, it is a Portlandia like kind of like a Where's Waldo, and then you with see the him gray, yet? yeah, yeah, that's really good. And he would do these. That's great. He's yeah, so, so we did little. like a bunch oh, of that's these. Awesome. Wow! And he just is standing in front of them. And how'd you make it look so good? Well, this one was like very, very serendipitous. Where we had just gone to buy him a baseball bat at a sporting goods place, so he turned and faced away from the camera like these other guys. Right. We're now looking at one for a sh- an They're old not, show called Turn. Just so you guys know, like these aren't Photoshopped. They're just, ju- that's so good. That's a 22 Jump Street. I mean, I guess the answer is that I'm a great photographer. Yeah. I'm a good, pro- You're good at a lot cropping. Of good, a lot of good production design in here. Um, yeah, you're, you're a graphic designer. But look at this one. This was also just good fortune where red glasses, blue glasses, and then my son white had white glasses. glasses in the middle. Adopting a very good face. He's good. He's beautiful. Very this, handsome boy. This is yeah, one of the best I love ones. That, Look at that. That one's really good. It's black and white for the leftovers. Justin Thoreau punching the wall. Yeah. And then Nate strikes anyway. But it's, it's in great black to and describe white. Photos. I know. It's people let that's everyone's favorite part of this podcast is when we describe things they can't see. Yeah. Um so but trust me. They are good. <laughs> One thing John suggested he wanted to talk about that he could talk about forever was running. And I know that you're Here a big runner. Go. So you're a runner, like you're a jogger. You run marathons. Kind when of. did you start? 
I would say I got into running in earnest maybe five years ago. In and earnest. Yes, because I would run every now and then. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll actually say in earnest, like maybe two years ago. Okay. Let's back it up a little. Or let's, yeah. Bring it up. You know, I would run every now and then, not consistently at all. Wasn't super into it. And now it's become a thing where I feel like I have to do it. Like I want to do it. Right. And I, I really make the effort to get out a few times a week, if not more. So when you were just a casual jogger, mm-hmm. how often would you do it? And how how far would you do would you, Like how much jogging would you do? Like really every now and then, which could be once or twice a month, if that, mm-hmm. maybe a mile. You would know, you I used to live- to music? Sometimes mm-hmm. I lo- I always listen to music when I'm run- when I'm training. If I'm running or doing a race, I usually don't. Depends on the race, but I prefer not to and just kind of enjoy the experience of the crowd and the sounds and all that. But so when you jog, you listen to music. But when you're training or running a marathon, when, when you're I'm training, training, I listen to music. Okay, if I'm doing okay. a race, I most likely won't. Right, and it depends because you know there's lots of people around. You don't want to bump in, into anybody. I also like just kind of taking in the races and experience. And if I'm trail running, which is really what I've gotten into way more, I like to just experience the quiet of the location or mm-hmm. again, it depends on the race. Do you need a pump up song when you first hit the streets, pound the pavement? Not necessarily. I do have a, mi- I got a running mix that I'm always adding to, but I generally like something that's kind of I don't know, it kind of runs the gamut. I of, want you to name like a couple of your favorite running songs. And I know that's annoying, but I can I can already sense that the listeners are thirsty for that. <laughs> as am I. There's like one song that really that I'm that just do you know uh Oh Come On, Julie Ruin? Hell yeah. That song That song is, rips. As soon as it comes up, I'm like, yes. That's awesome. That song rips for sure. And it just yeah. that feels really good. It's got a good just driving beat, good yeah. games when it comes on. There's like and it's also like what's l- like lately, which is just doing it. One I put on there was uh and it's got a running theme in it. Oh, what is it called? Hundred Miles and Running, NWA. Oh yeah. That one's really good. That's good. But then I also like stuff which is a little more depending on where i'm running like if it's all if it's in the woods and i'm going up a hill and it's just hard like something a little more emotionally like i have the tiger no 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 like go the other way like i just hadn't listened to lauren hill's first album oh it's so good right in a long time i mean it's so good yeah it's so good that's a great call actually but it one one it's the title song the miseducation of lauren hill and it's just not like a pump up pump you up jam at all but it just is like one of those emotionally fueling songs and it's just, oh, and it sometimes that can, that can also feel really good yeah. running. So it kind of depends on what I'm feeling in the moment, what I feel like listening to that day or whatever. And so I may skip a bunch of songs to get to a certain song totally, or just like skip, skip. Oh, that one feels good right now in the moment. Anyway. That's great. Um, and so you were casually jogging and what made you transition from the casual jogger every two or three times every couple months uh, or a month to I'm going to be a marathon runner? Well, I never really aspired to, the, to be a marathon runner. And even now, like I've done two road marathons and I don't think that's something I want to do again. But Why? I'll get to that. Okay, so okay. what happened was, um, so I would run every now and then 
you know, running the loop in Prospect Park in Brooklyn, which is about three and a quarter miles, seemed impossible. Right. And then I decided to try my wife signed up for a half marathon and I thought I'm going to try one too. And so I did one. A little competitive. You know, yeah, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. Uh, I had to be king of the house. (laughs) Uh, So I really enjoyed the training. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked the, you know, seeing if I could actually work up to this mileage. And because we live, we used to also, we used to also live along the marathon route, the New York City right. Marathon route at around mile seven. Uh-huh. And for a long time, I'm like, I could never imagine running seven miles, let alone 26. Uh. And so when I was doing my training for this half marathon, and it was hard and I was not in shape and it was just, you know, building up. And I remember f- when I first ran seven miles, it was very, very satisfying to yeah. actually accomplish that because I used to, I could barely finish the loop in right. the park or even a mile or two. And so I found it to be a very satisfying feeling to feel my body respond to all that work and actually get in shape. Now, I'm not super right. fast or anything like that, but it went to from keep being going, though. really, really hard to not as hard where you can just sustain and it feels good and it's pleasurable as opposed to, and I get why people hate running, but for me, I, I really enjoyed it. And so I ran a half marathon and then I decided to try another one and then I did a third. And then I felt like, all right, I think having run those, I decided, I think I want to try a marathon. Because at first I felt like, do a half, see how that feels. Because mm-hmm. if that sucks and I hate it, then I know I don't want to do more. And the third one felt good? They all felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was trying to go, you know, set personal goals and see mm-hmm. if I can go faster each time. And let, let me just ask you a quick question, though. When you train, now this is coming from somebody who doesn't run, and I don't know. Um, so it's like running for dummies. When, do you train with other people or just by yourself? And by training, you mean just running? Yeah. We're, we're doing lunges. No, by training, I mean just running, mostly running. You could, there's certainly, and I'm not a super experienced, heavily knowledgeable runner, but for me, it's following a training plan, uh-huh. which can include, you know, your long runs are on the weekends or you pick a day that's your long run, at right. least for me. And there's conservative training plans, moderate, advanced. Right. It all depends on your level and what your ambitions are. Right. So were you running with Leslie or? No, we've oddly enough done very little running together because our schedules are usually not in sync. Right. You know, if one of us is running, the other one's home with the kids or right. whatever, especially right. on the weekends with the long runs. Right, right. But it might be, you know. Run three miles easy. The next day, do sprint intervals. The mm. next, and the next day, hills. So there is, you know, you can vary. Your training is not just run six miles every day. Okay, you're breaking it up to work different muscles and to okay. build stamina, and also just to break up the monotony of just doing the same thing. And how did you learn that? Like, who told you that was training? I talked to a couple friends that okay. were really good runners. Talked to a couple trainers. Uh-huh. Followed, you know did some research online, okay. found a couple plans. And then for the last few races, I uh, asked a trainer to outline a plan for me that I could follow just on my, ca- you know, he has wow. a website, follow it on a calendar. And then it becomes really fun because you're almost keeping a diary about, you know, what did you eat? So you can actually go back and look like, oh, I had a really good day this day. What did I eat that mm. day? How did I sleep that day? How did I fuel what shoes did I wear? Mm-hmm. You know, starting to learn about things like mm. have a rotation of shoes so you're not 
just wearing the same shoe every time. You can have a distance shoe. You can have a race shoe, which for me, I love of course. all this stuff. This is oh, half the fun. It's just the gear. All the gear, yeah. but then just also all the things you do. And I'm not even that good about it. Like keeping this race journal or a training journal, it's great. Like, how did I feel that day? What was the temperature? Did I fuel enough? Did I hydrate enough? It's all helpful if you're doing, especially right. these endurance length runs like a marathon, which is, but even when I started doing trail running, which I immediately liked way better, I much prefer it. Okay. So when did you start trail running? So here's so just to sort of backtrack yeah, about sorry. what you said about when to get it fully into running. Like okay. I did these half marathons, which were all fun. Then I did the marathon and it was after that, that I felt like I've done all this work to get in shape for this race. I don't want to just stop running. Right. I want to keep doing this and I also really enjoyed it even though it was brutally hard especially at the end of the race I enjoyed the training and of course after the first one it was all right how do I do better next time right that's where you start getting sucked in you know how do I train better what do I do differently how can just to feel stronger at the end and you like the process though so of course it's like you can't and this is what I was talking about last week like just by virtue of doing it you can't not get better so you're going to get better and you are doing it because you love it. So then you're like, oh. You're most likely going to get better. Not necessarily. Right. It also just depends. I mean, I would say more often than not, yes. You can I mean, still make mistakes. Like I, I ran two marathons and the second time trained way better, way smarter. Thought yeah. for sure I was going to do so much better and did not. Huh. And it was very frustrating. Right, right. But, um, you know, there was... But better in the sense that you did it again. I mean, my time was mildly better, not by much, but there was other factors. Like the first time I ran it, everybody told me, like everyone, throw away a time goal, just enjoy it, Mm -hmm. go slow and just enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. And for the most part I did, but I have trouble running without a time goal. And it was still like, even when I saw my family at a couple of points, it was... You know, hey, what's up, guys? Quick hugs. Okay, I got to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And I really regret that I didn't just stop, Mm. take some more pictures, Mm -hmm. savor that moment a little more. And so I try to do that the second time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, well, my time wasn't as fast as I thought it would be, but I at least stopped to savor those moments a little more. Second time I ran with a friend, he was stopping to see his family. He had a bathroom break, things like that, where... I can at least, whatever, I make myself so well, crazy with all this stuff. Totally. it ultimately doesn't matter. It was a beautiful right. day, mostly a great experience. I'm just mad because I didn't finish strong and I felt like shit at the end and I felt like, why'd that happen? Right, well, that's anyway. when I totally get that too. We start getting really hard on ourselves about certain goals. When I do, see, I had that same thing with dance. Mm-hmm. When it comes to physical stuff, I'm very hard on myself. And what starts as being really, really fun is, continues to be fun, but because I start getting better, I start getting more competitive with myself. It has nothing to do with anybody else. I'm not going to be a professional ballerina. There's no world where that's a possibility. (laughs) A girl can dream. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but like you said, like if you were just going for time, like, you know, the things that slow you down and the things you don't, you were like, well, I regretted not spending more time with my family and giving them hugs. So like, I gave, just to be clear, I don't want the, I mean, I gave them hugs. <laughs> okay. I'm not a monster. You, no. gave them hug, you gave them like one armed hugs. It was quick though. It was definitely <laughs> one of those like, well, who gives a shit? What am I doing? I'm not fast. I'm not going, I don't need, it was the first right. one. Oh man. Whatever. And then the second one, but my I son was that. playing flag football. He wasn't even there. I'm like, ugh. Right. But I at least, yes, I stopped longer, all that kind of stuff. But the fact that you that you love it so much, you continue to do it. And now you were like, well, I don't want to stop just because there's no marathon to train for. I'm going to do hikes and trails and all that. Well, even still running, I mean, I've done two of these trail half marathons which are in and of themselves really challenging yeah that sounds really hard but so much fun if it's going to be that hard i'd prefer to just be out in some beautiful setting not that you can't have that with road running but i just prefer the changes in elevation the changes in terrain the different speeds there's walking involved there's hiking involved it's not just all running for some people it is i mean if you're super competitive and super fit you can run an entire course no matter how steep it might be or most of it. And where do you do it in New York? Mostly Prospect Park, which wow. is actually not, I mean, for a city park, yeah, it's not crazy hilly, but there's a couple very short, steep sections. And if I just double up, triple up on that, including some of the other shorter or smaller hills, I yeah. mean, I can still get a ton of elevation. So it's right. not bad training. and Or you just get out of the city an hour and there's beautiful spots, totally. Bear Mountain, um, are you have you become obsessed with it i don't know about obsessed but close like, right i really love it i wish i had more time for it it's certainly not that i have any regrets about how my life has turned out and things like that you know and when you approach it from the philosophical standpoint of well if i had done anything different then i don't meet leslie when i do we don't have right, nathan right. when we do and all that sort of thing but i still every now and then will indulge the thought of because when I worked at Conan, it was this really great vacation schedule. Uh-huh. And I think about it. I think about this a lot. Like, oh, man, the trips, like the right. trail running trips I would have taken. Like if I had gotten into it years ago, that's a waste of time to think about that. But I do. Like, oh, right. I just, oh, I could have gone to so many cool locations and locales. And, oh, that would have been so incredible. But, and I'll still well, try to do that. you still can. I mean, like, for sure, time. But, do you, are your is your family ever like you need to spend more time with us and not run as much? Like I'm not, I know that that no, sounds know. It funny, hasn't been but like, verbalized, <laughs> but I, I get that though. I try to get up super early, especially on the weekends. I try not to have a conflict with family right. stuff. Like if my kids have games, 
on the weekends. I had to miss a few of those because they were like 9 a.m. games. and mm-hmm. I. But I try to get up on the weekends very early mm-hmm. to run and be done for the day so it's not breaking up the day. But like, do you feel that sometimes, and I say this with knowing how much you love your family and your children and everybody and same with me, but like there's times where I'm like doing something with Mary and I'm like, Oh, I would so much rather be X, Y, Z. And I know that that's selfish and like not the right thing to say or whatever, but I'm, it's it's the truth. And there's nothing wrong with sometimes doing kids stuff can be boring. Well, it's hard too. Like you need a, it's important. I think to have breaks, Yeah, you know, and I, I really enjoy having my time to myself, which is one thing I really like about running Right, is just, I can go check out, tune out, listen to music. I do mm-hmm. find it very, you know, all the meditative aspects of it. I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. And that's, that's sort of become a big part of it too, is I mean, really doing all that work. I don't want to just stop running and just get out of right. shape. Do you just, feel like it's helped you outside of running, like in your personal relationships, like, Maybe helped you, like I wonder sometimes if my painting has helped me as sort of like a therapeutic way to like, and I don't think it has, but maybe like not be, not care so much about certain things or get so angry or aggressive or or tense or annoyed as fast. I'm not sure that it has, but it's not a meditation. So like when I paint, I listen to usually a book or a podcast and I paint and the more focused I am on what I'm listening to, the less focused I am on the painting and then it just comes. And that's really when I'm in the zone when I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm just kind of like letting my hand and my mind separate. But with running and you're outside and it's like, like you said, like you're by yourself. Sometimes you listen to music, but sometimes you don't. And to me, it really does sound a lot more like a meditation where you're not, you're not distracted. You're like, like I'm distracted by somebody reading a book or, or a podcast. I'm distracted by another person. It's not, a, I say distraction might not be the best word because it's not bad, but it just, I'm not silently painting, like mm-hmm. quietly painting like I would when I meditate. But like, there is something like really, to me, like mind boggling of running, moving your body, not stopping. Like I find running to be very difficult. Like I don't know how, I don't know how you just keep going. Like I run and then I stop and catch my breath. Like that's to me what running is. Like I ran over to somebody really fast and then I'm out of breath and I need a drink and then I'm sitting. Like, it's And my mom is a runner too. She's like you where she just has been doing it and whatever. I mean, she doesn't do marathons. She just does it because she loves it. But I'm like, I don't know. And I tried it a couple of years ago in New York. And um, it was just really hard for me to keep wanting to move, to keep going. It's hard. It's. it's I not- don't know how you do it. Well, it's for sure not for everybody. Right. I know for me it was, and it wasn't even for me for a long time. It wasn't until I decided I'm going to try this marathon. And, you know, it really 
kind of clicked in once I got in shape because it took a good couple months. And I really started from scratch that first time. Like I was not, I hadn't been running consistently. I needed to get in shape. It took a good couple months till I started feeling better on these runs. Otherwise mm-hmm. it was just like huffing and puffing really? and struggling. I always pictured you though, kind of like riding a bike. Maybe that's from <laughs> images of you from John Glazer Loves Gear and... Well, I used to ride my bike a ton. Yeah, yeah, you even did. before that, but not necessarily. In New York, all the a time. bike is like a glorified wheelchair. I mean, no offense <laughs> to real cyclists, but I would use it just to get from like my house to the bar faster. Sure. It's you know, it's like it's better than walking. Like, I mean, I like I do like being on my bike, but I hardly ride it anymore. Just because wow. I'll commute into the city. I mean, I still do it a fair amount, but. I run way more than I bike, but I was never in, you know, that didn't put You weren't like a biker, a cyclist. Not a heavy duty cyclist right. where I was doing tons of like long rides and getting myself but in really good shape. But you have really the outfit. Oh, I got the clothes. Uh, you have the gear. I got the stuff for okay. sure. Uh, okay. I know you do. I don't even know. what we, I, we love, we both love gear. It's half the fun, really. I totally. The buying of the shit. It's what I always talk about. It's the buying very... of the shit is the best. And the well, little um, rituals. So for dancing with point shoes, you have to sew on your own laces. Sure. And you have to cut them. And then so they don't fray, you burn them at the ends. There's like all this. There's so much breaking in of a point shoe. That's so exciting. And little tips. And I, go, I would go on YouTube and find out like... Okay, cutting it over here will make me will make the shoe bend better. Um, cutting it on the front won't make it so slippery. Like little dippity doos of gear fun, and I was I'm just you know beginner point. Like it's it's really hard, and I haven't even done it in two years. And I just love the rituals of that stuff. I think is. It's half a of it. Huge part of the enjoyment of whatever activity, whether it be athletic yeah. or not. Right. You know, you talking about tape or the burning of the edges. Like I was not a good hockey player. I learned how to skate very late in life, but I did love the rituals of preparing and like right. taping your stick, putting on the the, the socks over the shin right. guards, putting tape around that, getting all the stuff on. Even when I run, especially trail running, especially if I'm doing a long run. Yeah. You know, I have this pack. It's like, it looks like, it's like a half, it's like the half shirt of backpacks. Right. It's this running pack and it only goes till about here. It's like it's, a crop top? Yeah, it's like a crop top backpack. Cool. But you wear it on your front. Yes. Well, it's got, you know, it's got two water bottle pouches on the front. Mm-hmm. It's got a, you know, uh, sort of a little pack on the back so you, that you can put stuff in, mm-hmm. including if you're putting like a water, one of those reservoirs or a bladder in there with the drinking tube. Mm -hmm. You know, you have lots of options, but I love just, you know, putting that thing on. That was me clicking it closed. You can adjust where it, you know, how, where it goes up, up high or or lower. So it could get a right fit. It's got these really good uh, strings in the back that cinches it and just fits so perfectly. And it's so comfortable and it's so fun just to load that stuff up. Okay, So what else do you put in it besides water? You could do a drink, a hydration mix. Oh, okay. You know, there's, once you're going on these distance runs, you know, you got to bring fuel, whether it's whatever food you want. You can eat and run at the same time? I mean, it depends on, you can, you might, well, there's gels, which you can Whoa. suck down very easily. Some of them are gross. What um, are some of them good? There's a brand called Huma, which is all natural. Uh-huh. So it tastes to me a lot better. There's a brand called Spring. What do they taste like? I just, they've got like like 
rice and mango puree and things wow. like that. And some of these other ones have, they're more like chemically and they don't taste as good, but you just have to find the one that you like the taste and that goes down easy. And it fills you up. Well, it gives you calories, right. it gives you electrolytes, mm-hmm. things you're really going to need for an endurance run. Right. There's also brands that are just powders, and that gives you all, so you can drink all your calories and get all uh, your electrolytes that way, Right. which I personally prefer. Okay. Because um, also, if you're eating a bunch of gels over the course of a few hours, you know, if you're going to run for an hour, you might not need any of that stuff, or mm-hmm. maybe like one gel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you ever ran, run, run so much, ran so much that you barfed or had diarrhea? Thankfully, that's never happened. Uh huh. But you know, the first time I did the marathon, I felt like complete hell the last few miles. Really? And maybe it's because I didn't train enough. Maybe it's because I didn't hydrate properly, didn't fuel properly. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. But the second marathon where I felt like I had trained way better, way better, Mm -hmm. because I had done this trail half marathon two years ago, same experience as the marathon, felt like just total shit at the end. Mm. And then the second, and I knew that's because my training was poor. Mm. It was also pretty muggy and humid that day, Mm -hmm. which is brutal, but Mm -hmm. don't know how I fueled. Anyway, the second one, I trained way better, way more hills, fueled differently and Mm -hmm. felt great at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, I felt, I was elated. I felt so good. So um, you just never know. You could have a bad day. Mm-hmm. It could be anything, but. Well, I just was asking you about. Oh, there's different types of fuel. Or, or but I've barfed. never done that. But I've, I've certainly, I felt like I was shutting down and maybe getting dehydrated. Friend have you of ever mine, cried? <laughs> Truth. Uh, during a race or just in, during my, a in my life? <laughs> Both. <laughs> you ever cried? I don't think I've cried during a race. I felt pretty elated, but... Uh, right, it maybe makes you more like... Endorphin. I don't think I ever had that... Before uh, the big day, before the big race, at night, do you eat pasta? I mean, the whole thing with carbo loading, at least from what I've read, you've got to be doing that a week or two. and You, oh. you don't just do it the night before. Okay. You know, you've got to be really... And you know, this is all part of it, where maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't, but right. you know, where you got to eat certain things and make sure you get, and then a few days out, you really just do nothing but carbs or the, the majority of your diet's huh. carbs or it should be. And you know, sounds good to me. Listen for each person. Am I right ladies? Folks, Am I right? It's all right. Shoving ladies down pasta, cool bread. <laughs> <laughs> LL cool. C. <laughs> you know it. So, so yeah, a lot of rice, a lot of bread, a lot of pasta. And what didn't help at the end. <laughs> god damn it what have Still you been so running mad. while you're in la yeah i went on uh do you know kurt brownholer yeah he's just texting me he's like hey i've been getting into running got you know what what should, blah 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 what should i be doing tips you're like or, well you gotta get this vest dude. pack <laughs> well first we went for a six and a half mile trail run in griffith park the other day that was really hard and really fun wow I'm going to go with a, uh, some guy I know. He's going to take me somewhere in Malibu, Palisades. Oh, yeah. That sounds beautiful. You'll, you'll probably really like that. I ran around the Hollywood Reservoir yesterday. Oh, cool. Which I really like that a lot. I still vastly prefer trails, but that's a nice flat road run, like three-something mile loop, and it's just flat and easy and fast and really pretty back there and quiet. There's hardly anyone back there. It's great. Wow. But I'm trying to just keep running because I just enjoy it and of i course. also 
wanted to stay in shape, I might do a race. I might do a road half in March in New York. But What's yeah. that? What's a road half? Just a road half marathon. Oh, so it's uh, how many miles? 13.1, which is still a lot. It's so many. That's no joke. It really it's, is. So many. It's that so many miles. so many miles. <laughs> It's so many miles. So, okay. It's a lot, but that's a, I like that distance a lot. I think that's my distance. I consider you a running pro. You might, I think you do. I do not. At this point, you're kind of a pro. Mm, I don't know, but. um, Yeah, why not? All right, fine. Yes. So there's two questions I like to ask people. One is, what's your favorite running outfit? Mm, Here we Mm. go. Mm, yeah, the bread be, and butter. This is going to be a tough edit. It depends. Road or trail? Let's go with trail first. All right. Um, I got these pair of shoes. What this are This brand they? called Hoka. Okay. I think it's either One One. It looks like the word one. Okay. Hoka One One, but I think it's Hoka. I have a pair of shoes that I love. I also love how they look. They're called Speed Goats. Mm. Uh, plenty of cushion, but they still feel pretty responsive. Okay. Like, I like they. They're not too. Like, they're talking to you. They're yeah. not too mushy on the. Right. And I like having a little more cushion on the trails. Okay. I like I like a good firm feel of the road. Like I like a. I don't want a too cushiony shoe. Right. Uh, but I don't want it to be too firm either. And these are nice off road. For the road, I like a little firmer. Anyway. I like what you're. I I like this tail you're spinning. This yarn you're weaving. Keep keep it going. I just got these. Uh, compression socks like old people they're wool oh my god they're so comfortable they feel so good why are they so comfortable well they're wool which is very nice fabric but doesn't it itch no not at all okay very very fine fine wool they are knee highs Uh if i'm wearing them with shorts they look a little ridiculous but i kind of like that i like i like that look. look yeah i like that look a lot uh, if I'm going, you know, if it's cooler out, I got some very nice compression three quarter length tights. Okay, but I what is a compression re- sock? Like, I'm curious about these. In theory, it just increases circulation and blood flow, which helps muscle fatigue. Okay, I think I should. I think are I are they gimmicky? Some. I'm not sure. I don't know if they really work, but I also like how they feel. I like that kind of extra tight feel on my legs, or I have some also compression sleeves for my arms. Mm. I will say this. I wore those compression arm sleeves for the marathon, the second one. The first marathon, I remember feeling like my fingers were getting a little numb towards the end. Wow. And on the second race, not so much. So maybe those actually helped. Totally. Who knows? That's cool. So you still wear those? I love them. Oh, great, great. And, you know, part of it is always going to be like, this is a cool outfit. Right, I, I know, I love your looks. I might have like a ridiculous looking thing. No, but you pull it off. Do you wear a sweatband around your head? No. Because that's kind of a legendary glazer look. I've kind of, there's a couple good headband photos. Okay. But I like wearing a hat. Okay. But I won't do a visor. I don't like a visor. I don't no, like that look. you're not a look. visor person. I like to have a visor if it's sunny, just to have that option. Okay, so in between the head and the feet, I want to know. If I'm doing tights, I have uh, a pair of these short, not like super short, short racing uh, running shorts, but they're these blue North Face shorts. I think they look good over the tights, so Mm -hmm. it's not black on black. Totally. So I'd like the blue on the black looks good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a couple good base layers that I like. I Mm. got a 
One is an icebreaker. This wool, like midweight, if it's chilly out, mm. and the, they were getting holy in the elbow, so I cut them to make them like a short sleeve, which I think looks pretty sweet. That's cool. With like a muscle tee. Whoa! Uh, like like wicking race jersey. So it's like hello hunk so, you know, material. <laughs> So I like the short sleeve base layer look with like either a, you know, a tank a top over it though. or like like a cutoff yeah. jersey look. Yeah, this is a cool look, I don't man. like long shorts over tights. I think that's no, a shorter, really... Short, right. Like a, that just is like a suburban dad look. Not a good look. No, you get the 80... You're, I'm getting an 80s feel that I, you, I'm a fan of. Like, let's bring it back to the mesh jacket i loaned you and then gave to you oh my god or no i gave hoodie. it to somebody the hoodie so it was like or a blue that, that delocated yeah mesh hoodie that'd be tough to pull off but could be fun do you think that would that's something helpful for runners or just fashion that's a little more fashion but okay. it would be that'd be fun to run in do runners like wear windbreakers for sure are they helpful oh yes why they break the wind yeah if it's the right temperature you meaning need the people's that, farts in front of you correct you don't smell them. <laughs> Correct. It traps the wind <laughs> in the booty. I always wanted to be a windbreaker person, but they're more functional than they are fashion. You got there's good there's good fashion. They look good, but they they're noisy. If you you got to get the right ones. I okay. got I have a couple that I really like a lot. Okay. Got a Patagonia Houdini. Mm. Great name. Yeah. Super light, and then I have this one, Gore has their own brand like Gore-Tex right right and I got this uh and the one thing I like about the Patagonia Houdini it's got a hood and I really like having a hood Ooh, okay the Gore one does not but it's such a light jacket it's so comfortable and it does a great job just giving you a little extra uh warmth and you wear your special vest on top of all of this I have this I don't have a good running vest or like your crop top with the water Oh, yes. If I'm wearing the pack, that'll the pack, go on top pack. of everything. everything else. And, you know, if you want to take your layers off, you just put it in the pack. Oh, that's cool. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Into the pack. So my uh, my last question is that, do you have like a fantasy hobby? Like something that you don't do, you probably will never do, because if you were going to do it, you would have done it by now, but like something you wish you wanted to want to do. Well, I have... When I was at Conan, I bought a bass guitar mm. thinking, yeah, you know, I have a lot of downtime in the office. I'll kind of like fuck around on this thing and I'll learn how to play it. Probably take some lessons eventually. Mm-hmm. Bought it. Like I also bought a used guitar. Never really, you know, I kind of got okay, like playing a couple like small little things, but never learned to play them. And it's something that I hate about myself. Oh my God. <laughs> I've got this fucking <laughs> bass guitar and a guitar in my apartment and they just sit there and I just look at them like I never learned to play those so fucking lazy took a no, cu- couple lessons didn't keep up with it it just wasn't I took for a you fita- it was though I, just I know got, no in my head oh, it's for God me too I understand dude but that's look, a tough one you're not lazy you're running for fun you're not lazy it's like well, sometimes the that thing guitar, that we wish though, would call man, to us God it's like it. If we liked, if you really liked the lessons, if you really liked learning, you would have kept doing it. But it's, it's not for everybody. Not true. I'm just I that you're, one. You're being too kills hard on me. I took a photography class in college. Loved it. Just didn't keep up with it. All uh, that I beg to differ. You just did a whole photo series of your son in front of movie posters for six years. Uh, 
Okay. Yes, but like with a good camera, good quality. Good, I mean, it's different. Nothing's better than the iPhone. It's, we're in the digital age. No, I mean like... You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but you know what I'm getting at. I'm totally. so mad. I just... Ugh, but anyway. the, it's like there's time for all of this. You also are a working parent. Like, I know. It, it's, it's hard for us to find time to do anything extracurricular. And the thing that you do do... <laughs> what is take is very time consuming and like a lot of work. So maybe think about your golden years Mm -hmm. when you will continue to run, but might not be able to run 13.1 miles. Absolutely. I will be able to JK. I know you'll never get old. I mean, I don't know. I'll get old. But when you retire, when your kids are in school, in college, whatever. I know. It, there's time for everything, including things you might not know about yet. No, I know, but still. You've got tricks up your sleeve for days. You're very interested in other people and other things and interesting. And I have a feeling that there's more hobbies yet to be revealed. Yeah, I know, but all, all I do is focus on the ones that I. That's great. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Ugh, You're God. just a nutbag. Oh man. Meanwhile, I would love. I maybe I would love to be a runner. I don't know. I, there's nothing about it that sounds. No, don't even bother. Right. Doesn't sound like it's your thing. It's not my thing. Like I wish I was that kind of person. There's a lot of kinds of people I wish I was. That would be better for me. Like. If I loved cooking, that would be helpful. I could see cooking becoming one. I, I for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I should. It's cooking is something we talk about on every episode of this podcast because I hate it. And I like to, some people feel the same as me and some people it's their main hobby. I don't do it hardly at all. Leslie does and she's a very good cook mm-hmm. but every like the every like even this morning i just made a couple eggs cut up a tomato i'm like this is just like all the just all the cutting getting the right knife all that shit it's like that's kind of that's very enjoyable uh, whoever's listening and who <laughs> listens to my podcast right now i you can hear me rolling my eyes <laughs> because like i use do you add sound effects later like oh, i should like i should start roll? no but like i say everything that you've just said but in a negative like all the cutting and the chopping and the <laughs> and the liquid dripping from the fucking measuring cup. Anyway, oh, that's all the clinking, tinking, clink, the clink, clinking oh. and the tinking and the buzzing and the. So I'm fun. like, I don't. And the, make the sounds it. pouring oh. the stuff into the like, like a clink, 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 cut, 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 I'm chop, like, wow, chop. That sounds wrong. <laughs> I'm doing everything wrong. I have no confidence in myself in the kitchen. Put it all I, together. I'm just like, take a I don't bite. need. Mm, I did that. I like, made this. Yeah, and then delicious. now it's gone, and now I have a bunch of shit to clean up. But even that, I put on some music, relax. See, I don't mind doing dishes. Put the music on. The minute I start cooking anything, I'm like, <laughs> I need a new kitchen. I need to redo my kitchen because this just isn't working for me. Everything's not, nothing. it's too small. Nothing's in the right, which is true. That I understand. But, I yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I'm like, I'm just going to reorganize now. Like I, I like doing that. Like I so much prefer cleaning and reorganizing. Anyway, that's our PCAST. Thank you so much. Did it.
Want to talk to Leslie about your hobbies? Call our toll-free hotline at 844-370-VOID. That's 844-370-VOID. Rate and review Filling the Void on Apple Podcasts. Filling the Void is an Erios original with editing by Tracy Levy and original score by Michael Cassidy. Erios. Powered by ACAST.